Hey, welcome to episode eight, which I am recording immediately following episode seven. And I listened to some of episode seven and it's really breathy. Like I don't need to sit quite so close to the microphone. It really picks up on every little snuff and snort and breath and <laughs> sickening. Anyway, sorry, you have to suffer through that one. But I stumbled across an old news article while I was taking a dump. And uh, I'd like to just share it with you. It's, it's a little old, but uh, it's just really Winnipeg. A Winnipeg boy who lit a Jewish classmate's hair on fire and said, let's burn the Jew, was clearly motivated by racial hatred. Hmm. Interesting, uh, interesting uh, theory on that one there. The now 17-year-old boy pleaded guilty to assault with a weapon in connection with the November 2011 incident and was sentenced last week to 18 months supervised probation. <laughs> Police initially investigated whether the incident qualified as a hate crime. Crown attorney Colin Soule told the court, it does not appear the boy targeted the girl because she was Jewish, but because he was a bully and a jerk. Yeah, yeah, I would say, uh, I would say that yes, the boy was a bully and a jerk. Now, I may be the kind of parent who lets their son drink out of a jagged piece of glass, but I'm gonna make it my own personal goal that my kid will never set another child on fire and scream, burn the Jew. That is my goal and my promise to my son and all of you. Let's listen to music. In anyone's shadow. Actually, yeah, we can take your dignity and set you on fire with virtually no repercussions because you're a dirty Jew and we live in Winnipeg. Eight, right? Beautiful. That's a beautiful Winnipeg story right there. I mean, they're not all bad. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, that, okay, that was a little hate crimey. That was a little bad. That was a little bad, but you know what? That's okay. So let's move along. What else do you guys want to talk about? It's cold here. It's been cold for some time. Uh, my friend Amy in Minnesota, right? Yeah, I see you. I see you. I know what you're doing right now. Uh, Minnesota got slammed with a shit ton of snow. Holy fuck. I don't know how you guys don't commit suicide. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. Why? I should just call the show That's Not Funny. Because everything I'm going to talk about today is going to be not funny. It's going to be weird and not funny. And, uh... Yeah, so I've been listening to a lot of Keith and the Girl, and I just, I love that show. I, I mean, I just love it. I love it. And they've been talking about all kinds of weird shit. So I'd like to talk about what they're talking about, except not as funnily and uh, not as professional. Uh, they were talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman and the fact that he always looks old. Even when he was young, he looked old. And when he's old, he's still old, and now he's dead. He's dead and old and maybe buried and maybe not. But man, like, you think about that shit, and you're like, heroin? Heroin must be really fucking good. Because he chose heroin over his kids and family and millions and millions of dollars. Man, makes you want to try it, doesn't it? Like a little sampler powder, a little, little all-you-can-eat on the heroin buffet. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I could see how that could happen. I could see how you could get addicted to something like that. Like if it's the best feeling in the world, if it's like your body is constantly like in orgasm mode, I could see how you could get totally addicted to heroin. Anybody want to try? Like I'm scared of needles though. Freak me out. I don't really like that. I like needles very much now. Mm. I guess that means I can't be a heroin addict. 
Um, so yesterday night, I made the mistake of watching TLC. We've splurged. I've decided TLC is an essential part of my life. I need that channel back. So I did get it back a couple months ago. And I was watching, don't judge me, okay? All right, judge me, go ahead. Uh, Honey Boo Boo. I, I don't get it. I mean, like, Jodie Foster mentioned this fucking show in her I'm Obviously Gay speech. Uh, also in Obviously Gay News, Ellen Page. Okay, I know. Keith and the Girl have talked about this. All of you have talked about this. But I have perspective that I don't think Keith Malley does. Wherein I watched the Trailer Park Boys. You guys seen the Trailer Park Boys? I rewatched it two years ago, maybe. And Ellen Page is in the Trailer Park Boys at a, the very like tender age of like maybe 10 or 11. And she looked exactly like I looked at 10 or 11. And I know she was on the show or whatever, but she's got a strut. She's got the obvious lesbian strut. She just kind of struts around. It's like, she's, she's me. If I was pretty and smart and a good actress and a millionaire, I'd be her. So we're like miles apart. Um, I don't know. I'm happy to have her on our team. I think she's sweet. She's cute. She's adorable. She's got a mean strut. Like, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. And I think the more people that come out, the better. The more youngsters that look out and say, hey, all right, cool. Yeah, homos are cool. I don't have to kill myself anymore. The more kids we can get out of that fucking mindset, the better. Especially in fucking bumfuck Winnipeg where you can set a girl on fire and nothing fucking happens to you. Like, you can set a human being on fire and nothing happens to you. Holy fuck. Anyway, thanks, Ellen Page. <coughs> but my point was, Jodie Foster mentioned this honey boo-boo shit in her weird speech, whereas Ellen Page was genuine and sweet and, like, she really meant what she said. It was like Jodie Foster was, like, kind of, like, in, like, some weird thing where she memorized this speech. It didn't come from anywhere of any importance. It was, like, I don't know. It was weird to watch her do that. Uh, but so I watched this fucking honey boo-boo was the point, and I'm trying to distract from the fact that I was sitting in front of my TV half asleep, and I chose to watch this fucking piece of shit program. That's the kind of person I am. That's what you're listening to. It's a shame. I'm ashamed of myself. You should just turn this off right fucking now. But can you write a nice iTunes review first? Like, if you're not busy, could you just just go down there, quick quick five star or something? Because some asshole keeps leaving me one star reviews, and I know who it is. And I know that you know that I know that I don't really know who it is, but I suspect who it is, and I can't admit that it could possibly be because I suck that I'm getting these one star reviews. So I choose sabotage it must be sabotage anyway the fuck was my point my point honey boo boo honey boo boo's mom is an unattractive woman she's squinty eyed she has no neck uh and she's haggard man she's fucking haggard so i'm watching it honey boo boo it's got it when she talks or whatever she is i don't know if that's even english half the fucking time i don't know what the hell she's they actually have subtitles that's how broken her english is or how terrible it is and it said June slash mama, 33 years old. I am a year older than honey boo boo mama. Like, are you grasping that? Do you have any idea how that makes me feel? Bad. I feel terrible. Like, she's a bit of a slut. She has an 18 year old daughter, and I can't do the math on that, but I'm pretty sure she was 19 when she had that fucking kid. And if any of you can do the math, please do it, because I, and write me, because I don't, I don't do math. But fuck, that is really. Like, there are points in your life where you're like, okay, like when I, when I went to the hospital with the fucking kidney stones, um, my doctor was younger than me and that, okay, that's one of those things where you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting older. That's okay. He's probably 29 maybe. And I'm older than him. And the dentist was, I was older than the dentist. And these things just kind of start happening to you as you get older, you become more mature, you kind of have a different perspective on life and you realize that younger people are going to be taking care of you well into your 
well into your 80s, hopefully. Like there's going to come a point in time where I'm in an old folks home because my son couldn't possibly love me enough to take care of me at his house. And uh, I'm going to be making Seinfeld references to people that won't have ever seen the show. Has it occurred to any of you of my generation that this is going to happen to us? That we're going to be saying they're real and they're spectacular and nobody's going to know what the fuck we mean? Nobody. It's weird. I'm just kind of feeling kind of feeling old and a little bit tired and a little bit weird. Oh, God, that was terrible. That was fucking terrible. It's one of those moments in life where you're like, I'm older than her? Than that haggard old bitch? Her loose cooter? Oh, what a goddamn shame. But that's life now. That's what it is. You get old, shit happens. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm in a weird mood, and I'm going to tell you why. So you guys know my daycare lady was pregnant, and she's given birth, and her kid was born with a heart defect, which sucks balls, like hardcore. It's terrible. Uh, it's called Epstein Anomaly, and I don't know too much about it, but I don't really know much about the heart. I wish Dr. Mike was here. I wish I could just call Dr. Mike. And uh, basically what it is is there's like a valve, a tricuspid valve that... Um, when your heart starts pumping clean blood through, that valve shuts, but his valve doesn't shut. It just kind of leaks um, the blood that's not oxygenated back into his body, which isn't good. And I think, I can't remember which is, whichever one is supposed to be bigger, the, le- the atrium or the ventricle, it's reversed. The opposite one is bigger on him. So he's a sick little dude, but uh, he's doing better. He's on a ventilator and they're going to try and keep him on a ventilator for six weeks and then send him send him to... Edmonton for heart surgery. So yeah, I mean, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Cause she's so nice and she's so kind. Like my kid has barfed all over her chair. I don't know how many times, like at least 10 times, you know, and she's taken care of him and taken really good care of him for a very, very long time. And to have her kid born with a defect makes me really sad. And that's also part of the reason why I couldn't record anything for a long time. But I talked to her on the weekend and she said, well, obviously she can't take my kid in my more anymore, but I mean, duh, right? Like she's got to focus on getting her kid healthy and happy. And, uh, I just really sympathized with her when I found out what happened. I just, I was heartbroken right alongside her and I just felt terrible. And it, I just, you know, it makes you wonder like, what the fuck, you know, it's not fair. It's just not fair. Crackheads have perfectly healthy babies and good people that, uh, love kids, want kids, you know, this kind of stuff happens and it just, uh, it made me feel so down and so shitty. But I talked to her and I assure you, if anyone can will a child to get better and do well, it is her. She's very determined. She's got a positive attitude and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys pray, then send some good thoughts over to baby Davis. And if you don't pray and you think that's for monkeys, you can just send some good vibes because, um, I'd really like to see him do really well. You know, I'd really, I really want him to get off the ventilator and get a surgery and feel great. And that is going to happen uh, because man, she's, she's a tough lady. And I think if she gives him a stern talking to, he will bounce back. No fucking problem. So there's that. Now with that, um, obviously I have to find some kind of care for my kid. And the problem being, there are no center spots available and that's just life. I mean, that's just how it is. Now I've got to figure things out. So we did this whole, they have a registry, a childcare registry in Winnipeg. And I think there's something like 8,700 people waiting for a fucking daycare spot. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, I'm fucking, I think I'm really sick. Right. So, uh, Sarah went on this thing. She read it everything. Cause I had, I had just applied for everything like two years ago within any, within any 
walking distance, like fucking 20 kilometer radius from, from our house. And she went in and redid everything. And then I get a call and like, there's a Montessori thing where like, it's like a private daycare and they can charge whatever they want. And then there's subsidized daycares that are subsidized by the government where they kind of pay half and you kind of pay half, which is really good. You know, that's, that's really what we want. So those ones are like 19 or $20 a day. And I get a call from this lady at a Montessori, which is usually more expensive and she's like, yeah, you know, we have two spots available. Why don't you come down, meet us? Why don't you take a look around and all this shit? And I was like, sure. Um, but what are your fees? And she said, okay, well, we're, we're 1376. And I, I was like, I was kind of stunned. And she's like, but we provide organic snacks and we have a low teacher to student ratio. And I was like, yeah, come again. And she's like, yeah, 1376. I'm like $1,376. Yeah. But you know, again, we provide organic snacks and I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, but we need to eat. Like, I'm sure you guys have a great center, but we need we need to eat. Like, that is like my mortgage payment. That's that's a nuts amount to ask. Like, that's like 60, 65 bucks a day. Like, holy fuck, I could I could buy an organic compound for 65 bucks a day. I could have like 17 Mexicans picking my tomatoes for 16, 65 bucks a day. Like, that's fucking nuts. So we're hooped a bit be interesting but you know what that problem is so tiny compared to having a sick kid so stay tuned for the uh, daycare adventures of 2014 will i have to take out another mortgage will one of you pay 65 dollars a day on my behalf hmm? anybody can't hear you sorry no you can't you can't help this free free podcast i'm lucky you're listening is that what you is that what you said well that's not very nice that's not very all right, I'm out of here. So look, if you pray, pray. If you don't, good vibes. Little baby, he's such a little sweetie. She posted a picture of him. He's a handsome little guy. Oh, something happens when you're a parent. You just, uh, like, I know I would have empathized before, but I can empathize on a maternal level now. And it's just, uh, it's so sad. But he's fighting. He's a little fighter. And I'm really happy that he's doing better. So for the next five weeks, for one minute a day, send them some good vibes. And you know what? Could you just send me like $19 a day? That's, no? All right, that's cool. How about an iTunes review? I know I asked already once before, but why not? You got nothing to do. You got to poop sometime, right? Everybody's got poop. All right, I'm also looking for toilet training tips for my kid because uh, I'm done changing diapers. All right, so change of address 69 at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook. I don't even want to do this anymore. You know what? I'm going to quit. Quit podcasting. Fuck you guys. Don't go. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I haven't played the song at the end of this show in a long time, and I need to eat up another two minutes. So you know what? Here's Ben Lerman with Green Cart. Need some help done at the restaurant. But I can barely make ends meet Consistency and value is what they want But how can I compete? With all the big boys Who keep their overheads so low I need an employee Who won't complain and won't say no you to bust that dish you just put it in the bus tray so 
So I don't mind, little fella, that you don't speak English. Whoa, I want someone willing to work hard. And you want a green card. I, I, I. You want a green card. K Barbarida. Hey, don't complain about what I pay. It's all I can afford. Not like you can file a claim anyway Down at the labor board You knew what lay in store When your cargo container boarded And if you fuck with me I'll have your greasy wet back ass deported Ooh, I need you Yo necesito a ti But you need me too Pero tú necesitas a mí también. You didn't mind when I asked you to lend a hand. So I don't mind, little fella, that you're Mexican. Whoa, I want someone willing to work hard. And you want a green card. I, I, I. You want a green card. You know, the only person I can pay less is the retard. Porque tú quieres una carta verde.